just because it seems that someone is quote-unquote further along in their journey than you are don't assume that they know more than you or that they are better than you or more successful or that they don't need help here this person is making a full-time living on his art and is pretty successful at it has thousands more followers than me more loyal art collectors an established audience an established career and yet he's asking me a commoner for advice You're listening to Slow Seasons, a podcast about the creative journey, entrepreneurship, and the sacredness of slow growth. I'm your host, Marsha Barron, artist, surface pattern designer, founder, and creative director of Marsha Barron Design Studio. I'm a wife, a mom, and a creative entrepreneur with a full-time job, so I know the ups and downs of starting a business from scratch, going after your big dreams, and juggling real life too. It is here where we embrace the ebbs and flows that come with creative entrepreneurship, Whether you are a full-time creative, do it as a side gig, or are in the midst of saying goodbye to a traditional 9-to-5, we are a community built on trusting the process and trusting that you are always arriving on time, no matter where you are in your own creative journey. There is no need to hustle here, for what is meant for you is already yours. Welcome to Slow Seasons. Hi everyone, welcome back to Slow Seasons Podcast. This will actually be the last episode for a few weeks while we go on spring break. We'll come back in April, maybe in late April, I haven't decided it yet. And the reason for that is starting next week, I'll be taking the Immersion 2023 course hosted by Bonnie Christine. For those of you who don't know who that is, she is a designer and she's also an educator in surface pattern design. I took her course last year, so this is actually my second time doing this course. Um, It's not because the first time didn't stick. It did stick and I learned a lot over the course of one year. However, I just really wanted to follow along in a live course in a learning environment so that I can actually focus on what I'm doing instead of making up all these excuses of why I can't. And this year, I actually also joined a study group um, with other alumni who are on my same level um, and along the same journey that I am. And I may or may not be a group leader within those study groups, so I'll find out this coming weekend. And if so, I may have to push back this podcast a little bit further so that I can focus fully on that and help support my study group um, since I'll be leading. So with all of that, I also want to bring up that we're nearing the end of Q1 for all you business peeps out there, which stands for quarter one meaning the first three months of the year, fiscal year, um, at the end of March. So this would be the point where I would like to do a quarterly check-in with myself and I revisit my goals for the year. So if you listen back in episode 11, you'll remember that we went over annual planning and goal setting for your business or your creative journey. So this would be the point where I pause and I evaluate how 
quote-unquote how on track I am um, and take a closer look at some of the obstacles that may have come up um, during these last few months of the year and maybe things that have distracted me from making progress towards my goals and the validity of those things, of those obstacles and those distractions. And if you're not on track, it doesn't equal failure. It doesn't mean that you're failing or that you're off course and you're never going to get back on course. It just means, you know, it's it's like a gauge to see where you are and what needs to be adjusted. Do you need to pivot, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, in order to move forward on your goals? So don't think of it as, you know, you fell off the track and now you can't get back on and that's the end of that. It's just you know, take a look at why it is that you're not on track as you would like to be and make some adjust adjustments and move forward. So uh, there's always obstacles that are going to come up. That's just life and that's what happens. So um, I wanted to talk about my big goal for 2023. Um, and like I mentioned, if you looked or if you recall on episode 11, we talked about annual planning and setting goals, including your big, huge dream for yourself, for your life, for your business, or for your creative journey. So mine for this year, for 2023, this is not my big dream as a whole, but for this year, for 2023, is to complete three pattern collections and a portfolio portfolio by the end of the year. So each pattern collection is about eight to ten patterns individual, and I would like to have at least 50 patterns even if not all of those make it into the collection or make it into the portfolio but at least just complete 50 patterns so I can consistently create and so by this time according to my annual plan I should have completed about four to five patterns um since January I've actually completed one new pattern and working on another so technically if you look at those goals and everything I'm considered behind in my goal however if you recall I also built in some cushions of time for when life gets busy or unexpected things come up because they always do and so I had to take a look at well what came up because is it just me not wanting to do the work or are they valid things that came up that that were unexpected so some of my unexpected things that came up from January till now till March um, a job opportunity came up for a new nine to five job, a new day job. Um, and that's within my current company that I already work for. So I had to pause my business goals and think about, is this something that I want to pursue or am I just, you know, doing busy work? And I did want to pursue it because my current job role that I'm in now that I've been in for 10 years is changing and they're what the company is doing is actually combining two separate job roles into one role so I'll be busier and I'll have to be on the phones and I hate being on the phones yes I like talking into this microphone for a podcast but that's different from dealing with incoming phone calls with clients and all that stuff so I had to ask myself, do I want to just stay where I am? And, you know, because it's comfortable, that way I can focus my energy on my surface pattern design. 
Or do I really want to pursue a different day job to maybe relieve some of that stress of being on the phone and working extra hard on, you know, my current job? So I decided, yes, I would go for it because it just seemed like it would be a good fit and give me some of the skills that I needed um, for my own personal goals as well. So I had to pause my business goals, like I said, and I created a portfolio from scratch and I revamped my resume and I talked to my current boss since it's an internal position with the same company. And then I had to apply and do the interview process. And so that whole process took a couple of weeks. So it prevented me from moving forward in my business goals and working on my service pattern design collections um, in order to get that done because I'm one human being. I can't do all of that. It's just too much. So I did that and I got an interview, but I did not move forward with that. So um, then after that, right after that, my mom visited for a week in February. Um, but I had accounted for that time off, so that wasn't a big surprise or anything. But then I also had a, have started having dental issues because I have my wisdom teeth still and they've been bugging me. So that needs to be addressed this year. And I'll probably have to move some things around in my schedule and my business goals and my plans um, in order to get that done and take care of health. And health is one of my one of my main focuses this year in 2023. So I'm putting effort into that more than in the past. So is that really something that's a distraction for my business goals? Not really, because it's part of my overall goals, like for my whole life, my personal life and business. And I want to balance those two things. So like I said, if you count how many patterns I've done versus how many I quote unquote should be doing, it looks like I am behind in my goals. But after looking at all the things that have come up recently, I think I'm fine. I'm perfectly, I'm where I'm supposed to be and it's fine. Um, the name of this podcast is Slow Seasons. You're going to have some slow growth and it it doesn't mean that you're failing or that you're behind or that you should stop doing what you're doing or quit. It just means that it's a slow period of growth in your business or in your creative endeavors or in your journey or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't mean to just give up because you're a failure. It just means it's going a little bit slower than you had originally thought or hoped for. But I did hear a quote recently that said, slow or slowly is the quickest way to get to your goals. And how true is that? Because if you rush everything and you rush and rush and rush, you're going to make a ton more mistakes than if you had just slowed down. And so ultimately, if you go slow and you pace yourself, you'll get to where you're going faster because you won't have to rewind and fix a bunch of mistakes as you would if you were rushing. So... Um, moving on from that, I do have a, what is it called? My cats are distracting me, so it's hard to think. I do have a little 
a free printable um, that is like a quarterly check-in if you want to grab that on my website as always it's marshabarondesign.com forward slash slow seasons podcast and it will be under today's episode episode number 20 so you'll be able to do a quick check-in with yourself it shouldn't take too long maybe 10-15 minutes unless you really want to dig deep and then take an hour but anyway it's a quick check-in to see where you are with your own goals, if you need to adjust anything or account for anything, um, or maybe just to celebrate. Maybe you're right on target of where you would like to be or even surpassed your goals. I don't know. Um, anyway, so a few episodes ago, I talked about my interview for a job opportunity that came up, um, like I mentioned, an uh, internal job opportunity. And I had mentioned the common perception that others have of artists and creatives. And so I wanted to talk about what really makes an artist and the many hats that we wear. Because um, if you don't remember, I had talked about um, my interview and with this HR representative and uh, she had asked like what kind of education I have because wanted to see if this job opportunity aligns with my education and my background and what I studied in college. And so I brought up that I studied fine art at Otis College of Art and Design in Los Angeles, California. And my major was painting and I had a concentration in arts community and teaching. And that lost me credibility like that just made her stop and say okay yeah you're not what we're looking for and how many times as an artist have we had to defend ourselves and defend our skills and our knowledge and everything that we bring to the table because the common perception especially back then I think it's a little bit less now but it still exists the common perception is that we as artists we just basically paint and doodle all day and that's what we do and then we hope for someone to see our work and land some kind of dream job and that's not true if we painted all day we'd get nowhere and we get nothing done so what really makes an artist how can we describe ourselves when people kind of scoff at our titles as artists and they might do it kind of low-key scoffing or they might just flat out say oh that's not a real job or whatever it is that you have encountered in your own personal life I'm sure there's tons of stories out there and feel free to you know go in my dms and tell me about them because I'm I'm curious just to see if nowadays is in this day and age when there's more creatives all over Instagram and all over the internet. Do we still run into the same perception that I I grew up with that and I grew up defending myself and all the skills that I have? So on my resume, I put that I am a creative director. And yes, I am. That is one of the hats that I wear as an artist. So if you look up the definition of a creative director, 
it is what we do as artists. We design the look of our entire brand. We we direct the visuals. We direct the brand identity, the brand voice, the messaging. We're in charge of directing any photography that is related to our products. We're in charge of basically steering the whole the whole ship. And so I know that it might feel like if you are an artist, you might feel like, oh, I'm not I'm not a creative director. I don't I'm just an artist. But we have to stop diminishing ourselves that way. And truly artists and creative entrepreneurs, we are creative directors. We are art directors of our own brands. Another hat that we wear is social media manager or marketing manager. We manage all of our social media calendars. We manage our marketing calendars. Social media is not the same as marketing. It is a part of marketing, our overall marketing plan. But we schedule that. We decide the content for that. We decide when that's going out. We decide what assets are approved. And we schedule those and we post those. And we have a consistent plan and schedule and overall strategy. And it's different for everyone, depending on your business, on your brand, on your goals. So no no two marketing calendars will look the same or the different types of marketing that you use in your brand. But one thing that we all have in common is we do manage that ourselves especially if you're a solo entrepreneur. You might not have a team doing that for you. And a lot of times when we first begin our career as an artist or a creative, we're the ones doing everything. We wear all of these hats. We're the only person doing it. So yes, creative director, check. And social media manager, marketing manager, yep. And another hat that we wear is accounting. We take care of all our budgeting, our our books for the business, our sales taxes had to be collected and remitted, and our inventory and our taxes and making sure that our inventory matches what we have and what we claim on our taxes. It's a whole different skill. And if you do them yourself like me, that's a whole, that's, that's an incredible skill and it's, and it's a financial skill. So that is something that we have under our belts as well. And then we have, what else? I mentioned art director, social media manager, marketing manager, accounting, photography. If you, um, take your own photos for your products and you have to then edit those photographs in whatever program you use, Lightroom or Photoshop or anything else that, like that. And then we get into the programs themselves, having the ability and the skill to work in any of the Adobe suite programs is a big skill that should be highlighted on your resume if you do have a resume for this type of field. And if you go on LinkedIn, you could even take some quizzes that will 
give you like a badge that you can display on your LinkedIn profile to show that you're an expert in one of these programs or this field. Then we have communications. Communications is anything to do with writing, verbal and written communications. Podcasts, like I'm doing now, that's part of communications. Script writing for the podcast is communications. We have newsletters, blog posts, sales emails, email blasts. We have, so blog posts would be like long form content. Then we have SEO, which stands for search engine optimization. And that is using specific keywords within your long form content to create searchable results when people google something your articles will come up and they'll click on your website then we have backlinks and outgoing links within those same blog posts and that is all considered digital marketing so that can be digital marketing strategist um i'm thinking what else if you do youtube that's also long form content Reels on Instagram or TikTok would be considered short-form content. So you can take your long-form content and modify them into short-form content and you'll be able to reuse your content twice or three times. Um, When you do a podcast like I'm doing now, whenever I have guests on here, I try to do a video also and eventually I want to put those up on YouTube So that would be reusing the same content twice for multiple things. Um, And this is all part of digital marketing as well. Like I said, emails are part of digital marketing. Um, What else? I didn't write any of this stuff down. So this is all just from my head. Yeah, so that's all communications. And if you're a great creative writer put that in your you know your content creation so content creator we're content creators we create content content curator meaning we look through our content and decide what stays and what goes um so yeah that's end-to-end content creation and curation um I'm sure there's tons more that I can't think of. Oh, project manager. We as artists and creatives are project managers. We, and project leaders, those are two separate things. And we schedule everything, we plan everything, we budget. We have to to, um, manage multiple projects at once and make sure that we're staying within budget, within our timeframes, that we're meeting all our our project milestones on time. If you take commissions, you're also probably developing a contract or an agreement between yourself and your clients. If you have any terms of service or privacy statements on your website, that's part of communications. If you've drafted that yourself or if you've um, modified those things in any way. Um, But yeah, there's so much that we do as artists and so much that we know and i'm not just speaking for myself i know a lot of you out there who are in the same field that i am 
can relate to all those things that I mentioned and there's probably more that I missed because I didn't write any of this stuff down but you know think about all those titles that we have that are these fancy schmancy titles at regular day jobs we have all those titles under our belt we just happen to call ourselves artists or creatives and that in no way should diminish what we do or what we know And so another quick story um, I wanted to tell you. Just one second because my cats are driving me crazy. Let me take a quick break. A couple days ago, I was talking to um, an established artist on Instagram and people were commenting on a post. I don't remember what the post was exactly, but I had asked if this artist was using panel or paper um, that was being varnished, and he was putting on an isolation coat um, to prepare it to be varnished. And it's a watercolor painting, so that's why I had asked, "Are you using paper or panel?" Because if you're using just paper, that's kind of weird how it's not, you know, it's not warping or anything. So I just wanted to know. And he said he was using paper that had been mounted on panel. And then, so I liked the comment and I just left it at that. And then he responded to all these comments and said, you know, I actually struggle with um, finding ways to, to display my watercolor paintings without having to be framed. I wish I could find a way to, to do that. And so I replied to that and I said, well, you know, I actually have a really great blog post that I saved about that and it's helped me with the same issue. I haven't actually used that, but I've used it on my acrylic paintings. Um, that way I didn't have to put glass um, when I framed it. And I said, you know, if you... Yeah, that saved me from similar struggles. And so he responded and he said, well, if you don't mind, would you send it to me? Or like in a message if it doesn't let you send the link. So, and then he started following me on Instagram. Anyway, the moral of the story is just because it seems that someone is quote unquote further along in their journey than you are, don't assume that they know more than you or that they are better than you or more successful or that they don't need help. Here, this person is making a full-time living on his art and is pretty successful at it, has thousands more followers than me, more loyal art collectors, an established audience, an established career, and yet he's asking me, a commoner, for advice. So we can all learn from each other, and we can all help each other no matter where we are in our journeys or our careers. That artist could have easily scoffed and said, well, you don't know anything and not asked for any suggestions. And I could have easily said, no, I won't send it to you. Or I could have just ignored the comment that said I struggle with, you know, this specific issue. And instead, I didn't ignore it. And I replied and he replied. And, you know, I think... The art community as a whole got strong, got stronger because of that. Because we weren't thinking about competition over 
you know, our artwork or the styles of art or our own creative journeys. It's just two artists helping each other out. And I didn't mind because I had the blog post saved. I just had to scroll because they had changed some links around. But it took, what, five minutes or less for me to do that. And so anyway, yeah, this this story, I just mentioned it because I know a lot of times people shy away from saying, hey, I have a solution for that because they think that someone is further along in their careers than they are and they don't want to, I don't know, they just don't want to be seen in that way or maybe they think that they're brown nosing or something, I don't know. But the moral of the story is, you know, we're all on the same level. We're all on different journeys and different timelines. And there's no need for competition. Yes, me and this other artist technically are competitors. We both have done watercolor paintings. But what do I gain from withholding that blog post that would have helped? I gain nothing. And neither does he. And in this way, he started following me and likes some of my work. And maybe this way we can open up the community a little bit more and provide a place to elevate each other's art and everyone's art that is an artist online. And yeah, we just have to show up and elevate our own art and each other's art. And that is it. Anyway, that's my story. Um, Like I said, this will be the last episode for a while. I'll come back probably in April. Um, You'll want to subscribe to this podcast. That way you get a notification for when I am back. Um, Another thing that you can do is follow me on Instagram or follow this podcast on Instagram, and that would be at Slow Seasons Podcast. And you'll be able to see posts on there when I announce that I'm coming back on this show. When I do come back, I hope to have more guests. There's a few that fell through and didn't get to interview them um, this time around. But um, yeah, I'm heading into a busy, busy season um, within my design work so I just wanted to come on here for the final episode for this time before spring break and say thank you for listening if you've made it this far in this episode um yeah thank you everyone and we'll see you or we'll you'll hear me again in a few weeks bye everyone Hey creatives, listener support is now active. If you are enjoying this podcast and love what you hear each week, consider becoming a monthly supporter. With a monthly contribution of as little as 99 cents, supporters like you will ensure that this podcast stays around for a long time. All you have to do is visit marshabarondesign.com forward slash slow seasons podcast and click on support this podcast or visit anchor.fm forward slash slow dash seasons forward slash support.
Thank you for listening to Slow Seasons, a podcast by me, Marsha Barron, about the creative journey, entrepreneurship, and the sacredness of slow growth. You can learn more about this podcast at marshabarrondesign.com forward slash slow seasons podcast and follow along at slow seasons podcast on instagram you can also see my work and follow along on instagram at marsha baron design and on my website marsha baron design.com